Live from San Diego, California, we go live to the newsroom with your host for Nick's Nerd. What's up, friends, family, fans, everyone in between? Last week, I did go on a little bit of a rant before the show, and justifiably so. It's uh, it's unfortunate that what happens in America happens, and it's also unfortunate that we have conspiracy theorists and other people spreading hate and misinformation online, and it, 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 it's a clusterfuck, really, is what it is. And I, I just, I don't know. And I I just, it's infuriating, really, of all the just, the negativity and the stupidity and the ignorance that this country has devolved into. And I'm not going to waste my breath on it anymore. I, I just, you know what? I'll say this. Do something about it if you don't like what you're seeing. Okay? Don't don't sit idly idly by anymore. So it, it, it's just it's bullshit. It's bullshit. I'm it, I'm done. I'm done talking about it cuz it's going to fall on deaf ears no matter what. So I said my piece. Let, let's get into talking about what, what you guys come here for, though, right? Let's talk about nerd shit. Huh? That's what we're all here for. Welcomes to, n- welcome to Nickster News. I'm your host, Nick. Did you expect someone else? Well, too bad they're not available. <laughs> anyway, we're June. It's June. We're in June. We're a week into June, huh? It's nuts, isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> anyway, what's going on in video game worlds, huh? Sony has delayed, uh, as with many other companies, given given the um, things going on in America right now and around the world. But it's um, yeah, it's 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 anyway, they've delayed it to uh, the eleventh, so later this week, uh, as with uh, EA Games and IGN. And several other outlets have just delayed anything that they were planning on doing this week. Um, but, understandable. Uh, moving on. Codemasters, the famous racing sim developers uh, who've made racing games for decades at this point, uh, have announced that they have regained the rights to uh, World Rally Championship. It's the first time since 2002 that they've been able to... Um, that they've been able to, to, to make the games. Uh, they, they got it back. And uh, with that, they also got the rights to hold uh, eSports tournaments and, and other streaming services and things related to World Rally Classic games. So that's, that's pretty fucking cool, actually. Uh, among other things, uh, Call of Duty's Modern Warfare Season 4 has also been delayed. Uh, which means they extended the length of Season 3, so you could uh, finish a couple of those challenges if you hadn't yet. 
Uh, that's pretty awesome that they did that. Uh, also, uh, no word yet, though, on when Season 4 will launch. Also announced, uh, we got some news regarding the Pokemon Sword and Shield expansions. So, uh, first of which, Isle of Armor, which now releases June 17th. We finally have a release date. Uh, being added is the new Pokemon Cubfu, the new fighting bear type, uh, and his evolution, of course, uh, Urshifu, um, which will have a Gigantamax form. It is adding Gigantamax forms for all of the Sword and Shield starters, uh, final evolutions, as well as uh, the uh, Gigantamax form for Venusaur and uh, Blastoise to go along with Charizard. Uh, getting a lot of uh, returning Pokemon that had been cut in the, the Dexit back at the release. Uh, we're getting some new moves, and we finally got to see what Galarian Slowbro looks like. Uh, he's actually Psychic Poison, and instead of Shelder clamping on his tail and turning into that thing, it's now on his fist, which kind of gives him that, that uh, the poison aspect of it, and it's almost like a, uh, like a glove he wears. Uh, also got news on the Crown Tundra, which will release later in the year. No, no official date on that one. Um, which will pretty much be adding almost all of the box legendary Pokemon. Uh, those are the ones that are always on, on the boxes, obviously. Um, but as, as well as a couple new ones, uh, Calyrex, uh, which is that like deer-looking one, uh, Regileki, which is the new electric boat-based Reggie Pokemon, uh, and Regidrago, which is the new dragon-based Reggie Pokemon. Uh, here are the Pokedex entries, I'm guessing, for... All of them. Uh, Calyrex is, uh, this Pokemon ruled all of Galar in ancient times. Though it appears delicate and slight, its ever, every move is filled with grace and dignity. It also has extremely high intelligence, and it's said to see every past, present, and future event. Uh, for Regieleki, it is, this Pokemon absorbs electrons to live. Electrical energy makes up most of its body. Its electric-type moves are said to pack the greatest power of any used by electric-type Pokemon. And then for Regidrago, it is Regidrago's body is composed of crystallized dragon energy. The energy is densest, densest in its central core. Thanks to its body composition, Regidrago can use dragon-type moves with greater power than, any, than other Pokemon. Folklore tells that the legendary Pokemon Regigigas tried to create a Pokemon from crystallized dragon energy, but ran out of crystals and was only able to complete the head. People of old feared that if Regidrago Drago were to com be completed, it would rain destruction on their land, so they sealed it away within a temple. Interesting. So these are the new Regis, of course, to go along with um, Regice, Regigigas, Regirock, Registeel, all those that uh, originated in Gen, Gen 5 for Regigigas and Gen 3 for the original Regis. Um, there's also new Galarian forms, so again, uh, Galarian Slowbro, uh, who who is now part uh, poison, and then now we got news on the new Galarian forms of the original birds Zapdos, Articuno, and uh, uh, Moltres. So uh, Articuno is now psychic flying. Uh, it says once every several decades, this migratory Pokemon appears in the Crown Tundra. For a long time, it was thought to be the same legendary Pokemon as the Articuno previously discovered in other regions. Though cold and callous in personality, it moves in a highly refined manner. It keeps itself airborne through constant use of its psychic powers, almost never flapping its wings. This Pokemon battles using intense psychic powers 
that act directly on the cells of living beings. The beams of psychic energy fired from its eyes have a particularly potent effect. The slightest touch of these beams leaves the victim totally immobilized, as if frozen. The Pokemon finishes off immobilized opponents using condensed psychic power of its wings. Zapdos is now fighting flying type. Uh, it also says, once every several decades, this migratory Pokemon appears in the Crown Tundra. For a long time, it was thought to be the same legendary Pokemon as the Zapdos previously discovered in other regions. This belligerent, battle-hungry Pokemon seems to be unable to resist challenging Pokemon its senses may be stronger than itself. In battle, this Pokemon overwhelms opponents with its speedy movements and ferocious kicks, using its naturally long, mighty legs. When it leaps down cliffs and rocky mountainsides in ultra-high-speed zigzag movements, it is said to resemble a bolt of lightning. However, its wings seem to have atrophied, and it appears to be a poor flyer. And finally, we get to Moltres, who is now Dark Flying type. Uh, once every several decades, this migratory Pokemon appears in the Crown Tundra. For a long time, it was thought to be the same legendary Pokemon as the Moltres previously discovered in other regions. It has a haughty personality and conducts itself calmly according to its own whims. It excludes, exudes the energy churning within its body as an aura akin to a column of raging fire, leaving ordinary Pokemon unable to even approach it. It is especially skilled at attacking opponents' minds by spreading its wings wide and unleashing a wicked aura. Opponents hint by such attacks are overcome with deep fatigue as, they f as all their energy has been burned away. Very, very, very interesting details on the new takes on the legendary birds. It's, it's interesting to get uh, Galarian versions of legendary Pokemon as well, which, which is new, of course. I can't wait. Uh, the Isle of Armor releases in just about 10 days, so... If you've been playing Sword and Shield, there's your chance. Um, how about this? In a very unexpected news, because Sega had been teasing news for weeks, uh, turns out they're just releasing the mini version of Game Gear, a Game Gear micro console. It's about the size of your palm. I don't know how people are going to fucking play games on it because you can't. The screen is the size of my thumb. <laughs> um, uh, it's a set of them because uh, Sega's 60th anniversary. It's available to pre-order in Japan only. It will launch in October. Uh, no word on a Western release yet. Uh, it's a one-inch screen. It will come in four color schemes with a different set of four games. Um, and uh, the black one comes with Sonic, Puyo Puyo 2, Outrun, Royal Stone. The blue one comes with Sonic and Tails, Gunstar Heroes, Sylvan Tail, and Baku Baku Animal. The yellow comes with Shining Force 1 and Shining Force 2, Shining Force Gaiden, Final Conflict, and Nazu, Nazo Puyo, Arle no Ru. <laughs> and then the red, the final one, comes with Revelations, The Demon Slayer, Megami, Tensei, Gaiden, Last Bible Special, The Gigi Shinobi, and Columns. Um, no word yet on the rest of their 60th anniversary celebrations. They have announced more. Uh, so we'll see how that all turns out in the weeks ahead. Uh, game publisher Konami has also set up a new Western um, Western arm of their company. Uh, it is called, uh, so Konami, if you guys don't know, behind Metal Gear Solid, Silent Hill, uh, this new, it's a new third-party publishing unit for the Western region of the world, or the West. Uh, their first game is going to be called Skeletac. Attack. Uh, it is available now. Uh, per GamesIndustry.biz, uh, their senior brand and business development manager said, 
The drive is towards publishing more titles from Western studios, so the focus for the European team is domestic audiences. Obviously, everyone knows Konami. We have studio team, studios and teams in Japan. We have w many well-known, well-loved IPs. They're all being managed and looked after by our studios in Japan. And we're, we'll, what we're looking for is complementary titles to build the portfolio with things that perhaps are new to Konami, Western titles for Western audiences. Very interesting. That's for damn sure. Uh, he also goes on to say that I guess the reason we're talking about smaller titles is because the first title we announced is Skeletech, which is obviously an indie title. I think one of the reasons we're looking to those types of smaller teams is just that there's so much creativity out there with those guys. You know, teams working on small but ambitious titles. Those guys are the ones daring to do innovative games, and I think that's something very exciting, which we wanted to support as a publisher. Uh, they said... Interesting. Um, he said, we're in for the long haul. We're only now just going public with this, but the release of Skeletac, but I'm sure you can imagine that this has been planned for months. So right now we're looking at short and midterm titles that need funding and publishing support to realize their potential. I think long term, from my perspective, it's about forming creative partnerships with studios. It's about bringing original projects to fruition. This is something that we're keen to invest in and are willing to put time and resources into. That's uh, really awesome. Uh, he also finishes, Our hope is these things which we can offer might be a good option or a good fit for certain development partners. From the beginning of this process, we've been clear with ourselves that we want to put the developers first. Developers generally want to focus on development. The commercial side is not something which all studios want or need to have in-house, and I think that's where perhaps the most traditional publisher-developer relationship could work, because we can bring our expertise to those guys and allow them to do what they're best at, which is making games. Nice big step for Konami, who's kind of squandered their um, portfolio in recent years. So it, it, it's nice to see something good come from them, especially when they're supporting smaller studios. Hopefully this doesn't mean that they'll gobble them up, because sometimes that can happen as well. But it's also weird to see them kind of move away from their established IPs as well. Granted, their biggest IP... Um, is going to be hard to come by with Kojima moving on and them, you know, keeping uh, the rights to Metal Gear. But who knows? Who knows? Uh, also announced Total War Saga uh, Troy, so the new, the next game in the Total War series, uh, and it will launch for free on the Epic Game Store at launch on August thirteenth. So if you want to play the next game in the Total War Saga, uh, this one focused on Troy. You can get it for free. And again, that will be at launch in August later this year. <laughs> That's crazy. That's a big game to be out for free right away. Um, uh, in light of everything that's been going on the last few weeks as well, and I'm, I'm sure you've seen a lot of companies do this, uh, Infinity Ward is now doubling down on making sure that racist names uh, have no place on their servers in Call of Duty Modern Warfare, and they will ban any player that tries to circumvent it, or attempt to get through it, or anything like that. So, haters and assholes, beware. Uh, your shit's gonna get fucked if you try to be an asshole. So how about this? Just don't be an asshole. Don't be a dick. It's, it's really easy, actually. Um, also announced, Project Cars 3 it will release later this summer on Xbox One, PS4, and PC. Don't give a shit, because they burned me with the first one, because that game just kept crashing and crashing and crashing and crashing and crashing. 
and crashing. <laughs> uh, also announced Kingdoms of Amalur Re-Reckoning, uh, remaster of the Kingdoms of Al Amalur game. Uh, will release this August. Will come with several different special editions of the game. Will come with all the DLC, uh, which is fun to see because this this game had a lot of potential to start a new series, but of course the studio behind it kind of um, kind of crumbled. Uh, that has to do with um, Kurt Schilling and a whole lot of other stuff and the the state government of Maryland. And I'm not getting into that, but Kingdoms of Amalur Re Reckoning will release this August. Uh, and also. If uh, you guys were playing uh, on Steam recently, you might have noticed something new. Well, it looks like that EA games are on Steam now. How about that? So now you don't have to go through their shitty Origin launcher, which is a big win for everyone, really. And um, that's it for gaming news this week. Uh, for the first week in June, we're light on like kind of everything. That's <laughs> good because it's fucking hot. And I don't want to talk for long anyway. Anyway, let's move on to TV. Um, uh, we, we, we did announce... I didn't announce, but it was announced last week that um, Ruby Rose would be departing Batwoman on the CW. And now we know that she will not be recast. Uh, they will not recast Kate Kane. Uh, instead, they will repl replace her with a new character who will take the cowl. Which means they're probably going to have to completely rewrite the season. Which is not good for a show that already has somewhat of a rocky start trying to find its footing. And now it almost has to do it all over again with a new character taking up the mantle of Batwoman. Ah, it just sucks overall, man. I, I haven't watched it yet. I just haven't gotten around to it. I'm going to luckily watch it now that most shows are over. I can get to watching Batwoman and catching up on some other things as well. Uh, but they're going to replace her with someone new. Uh, sticking with comic book rights on TV, Marvel Studios will regain the rights to Daredevil from Netflix uh, later this year. I, I heard August. No word on the future of the character, though. Granted, everyone hopes that they continue that version of Daredevil in the MCU, because technically it takes place in the MCU uh, somewhere either on... I don't know if it could fit on Disney+, Plus, uh, but it could definitely go to Hulu, or at least put him in, in the, the movies proper... Uh, because everyone loves that version of, of Daredevil. Uh, also got an, uh, news that uh, Witcher Season 2 might get the go-ahead to, to resume filming and production. Uh, as the UK is starting to ease restrictions on filming. Uh, they've also announced that uh, you know Avatar 2 might begin filming soon as well. Uh, as, of course, filming can resume for a lot of films. And TV shows, of course, in certain parts of Europe. Um... The amazing, amazing Space Force has unfortunately not yet been renewed by Netflix. What the hell are you guys doing over there? Get that show renewed so you can get that second season filmed and we continue telling this hilarious story with all the great characters. I, I, I don't understand how it wasn't renewed yet. What are y'all doing? Get on that shit. Don't drag your ass. Get on it. Because people will watch it. I know they will. I will definitely be the first in line to watch it myself. So let's, uh, let's get it done, fools. Let's get it done. Dunzo. Happen. Make it happen. Um, and then final bit of TV news. 
looks like there's a lot of rumors swirling around right now in regards to live-action Star Wars. Um, one rumor posits that they're looking to make a Rebels sequel show uh, with uh, some version of live-action Ezra Bridger in, in the program in, in some form or capacity. Uh, and then also what I think is the coolest news, granted it's all rumor and hearsay and speculation at this point, uh, but possible possible murmurs of Grand Admiral Thrawn being cast in live action uh, to appear in a multitude of shows, if not uh, his own series. You heard that right, people. A Grand Admiral Thrawn TV show, which would be a very niche niche show that, that it would not be for, for a wide audience. I would watch the fucking hell out of it, though. Like... If I had the money to finance it for them, I'd be like, here, here's the money. You go do it so I can watch it and uh, several hundred other people can watch it and enjoy it. But, ooh, if that turns out to be true, hell, even if they put them in The Mandalorian where they come back from where they were at the end of Rebels, man. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Sign me the fuck up, dude. 100% all for it. All fucking for it. Um... That's it for TV. Look at that, huh? Not like I told you guys, not a lot going on right now. It's it's a weird lull during the summer, um, and just with everything else that that's happened. So uh, of of course it's delayed a lot of things and put a damper on a lot of things. So it's just we're living we're living in a different time, people. We are living in a different time, um, but. Let's get on to movies here. Uh, we're getting word from Mission Impossible producers and star Simon Pegg that they look to start res resume filming in September to fit their release, their new release schedule, which, uh, of course, they had to stop filming much earlier than most uh, as they were filming in Italy, and Italy got hit harder and worse than a lot of other countries did earlier in the year. So they're looking to go back to uh, filming in September. Uh, Ridley Scott was giving an interview, and he says that he still wants to make his third Prometheus uh, second Alien prequel movie, or Alien Covenant sequel, however you want to call it in his crazy mind of his. But this time it would be about the ship that crash-landed full of xenomorph eggs on the planet where we find it in the first Alien film. So it would be about that. Which could only complicate things and make it more convoluted if he keeps going down the, the rate he's been going. I just... Be careful, Ridley. Please, don't don't trample on, on your greatness, dude. Come on. Don't be dumb. That's all I gotta say. Anyway, uh, Cinemark Theaters is also set to open up, um, if not this week, I think next week. And it looks like they are... Uh, not going to require masks, and it will, um, I don't know, I don't even know what movies are going to be out, like, I feel like the only movie coming out at this point is Tenet, and that's in July, so I, like, if a, th a movie does open up, or a theater does open up in June, what, what are they showing? Stuff that came out on video on demand that they might have gotten, I, I don't even know, I don't even know, I don't even know, uh, and then, uh, final bit of movie news here. Studio Ghibli has announced that it will make its first fully CG film 
and it will be titled Aya and the Witch. Uh, no release date yet, um, but it will be their first um, first film uh, that will be completely CG. Uh, I did save this for last, um, just to kind of get it out there. Um, if you want to educate yourself on um, race relations and, and how... Uh, you might be able to help people or have a better understanding of the situation instead of believing uh, all the mishmash of things and theories that are on Facebook. There's a lot of stuff on, on Netflix and Amazon Prime you can watch. Um, my understanding is that the th uh, 13th or 13th Amendment on Netflix from Ava DuVernay is probably one of the best things you could watch, um, as well as um, some older films as well. Uh, Malcolm X is on Amazon and Netflix, the Spike Lee film. Uh, Selma is free to rent on Amazon right now. Uh, Get Out is on Amazon. Dear White People, uh, while it's a comedy, is, is from my understanding, um, very, very informative. Uh, that's on Netflix. Um, and I know Netflix has just recently announced as well they're going to curate a lot of uh, different things to support the movement and a, a whole section for you to find things to just inform yourself you don't have to listen to me you don't have to listen to them but have an open mind is all i'll say um but final bit of thing here is uh we did get a new loot crate uh this was an 80s theme so it is for the month of may uh what came in this crate let's open up this bad boy huh let's see what we got going on here i uh, got a street fighter uh, vinyl figure, and they're random, but I got Guile, so that was pretty fucking cool, because Guile's a badass. Uh, what's the shirt here? We have a uh, Wonder Woman 1984 shirt. Uh, that makes somewhat sense, even though, um, you know, the movie's from 2020, but it takes place in 1984, so I guess that works. Um, a Gremlins backpack. Uh, with Gizmo on it. It's one of those, like, um, drawstring backpacks. Uh, a Gizmo Loot Crate pin. Uh, Gremlins theme, so it is of Gizmo. Who's a bum. And, ooh. The original first, uh, uh, a reprint of the first Mutant Ninja Turtles comic. You know, Eastman Laird, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That's pretty fucking cool. That's a reprint. I have never personally read that, so I cannot wait. I uh, cannot wait to read that. Yeah, for a theme that's best of the 80s, I don't know why you would pick a... Um, do a shirt for a movie that came out in 2020. Um, but you know what I also got? I finally got Loot Wear <laughs> for, uh, for the first time in quite a while. Uh, I got an orange poofy vest with a flux capacitor logo on it and an out-of-time license plate on the back. So that's pretty pretty awesome. And then this awesome, awesome Napoleon Dynamite t-shirt. Um, but, let me see. I'm just trying to look up, see if I missed anything. Um, I do wish that... Um, I don't even know where some of my other loot wear stuff is. I, I don't know what's going on with it. I know it's all delayed at this point, but whatever. They're they're going through their stuff, so I'm I'm not gonna not gonna hamper them. I I, I think I'm 
I think this is definitely going to be my last year, though, of, of Loot Crate, unfortunately. It's just... There's things that, um... I just... Uh, like I said, I, I've been disappointed overall this this whole year. And it it's just... Um, it's unfortunate, in general. And I, I just... It, it It's... It's getting a little ridiculous at this point. Um, but... Anyway, uh, that was Loot Crate. Uh, that's it for the Next Nerd News this week. Thank you guys for listening. We are in June. Uh, next week we'll have a lot of new game announcements with Sony and IGN hosting their like, E3 replacement. Um, and we're chugging along, folks. We are chugging along into the future. But uh, it's a short one this week for y'all. It is a hot one out here. But... I can't wait to uh, see what you guys are up to next week, and and we'll circle back then. In the meantime, don't forget to go to nixnerdnews.com, where you can listen to the show right in your browser, or if you prefer to listen on the go, check out our links to Spotify, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts, where you can uh, like and subscribe us there. Also, check out our social tab, where you can see all of our social media feeds in one handy-dandy place. Uh, post a lot of memes on different places. Check out our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search Nick's Nerd News. Other than that, have a great week, and I will catch you all on the flip side.